You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hey guys, welcome to episode 70 of The Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, Exotic Vivian, and today's episode and the one after this one are going to be some controversial ones, so buckle up, folks! But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. As we all know, there have been protests happening due to the recent murder of a black man by the name of George Floyd by a white police officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota. There were also three officers standing by as the officer Derek Chauvin pressed his knee to Floyd's neck for almost nine minutes during his arrest. There was an immediate outrage and protests developed in over 400 cities throughout all 50 American states and also internationally. The officers involved eventually got arrested and are now awaiting trial But this incident has sparked controversial discussions about the topic of racism in America, both online and offline. And I'm sure you guys have seen some crazy tweets. I've just been trying to, you know, practice self-care by limiting the amount of news and social media that I intake daily because it's definitely getting very dark very quickly. I thought that this would be the perfect opportunity to talk to my fellow black escorts about racism in our industry. Today's guest is the beautiful Miss Jade York. Jade is a touring companion often found in New York City and Boston. Dinner dates and thought-provoking conversations are among her many specialties. You can find her on social media, Twitter, and Instagram at DateJadeYork. And that's D-A-T-E-J-A-D-E-Y-O-R-K. Hello, Miss Jade. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is going to be (laughs) an interesting topic. Definitely. But but it's definitely long overdue. I mean, I've been waiting for the right time to introduce an Mm -hmm. episode about race because I didn't want the podcast to you know be political in any way but this is a perfect time given the current climate right to and everything to going do on in the world this. Definitely the yeah mm-hmm. yeah but f- before we get started first of all how are you <laughs> and tell me how you <laughs> feel about this year 2020 oh goodness <laughs> can we do it? can we have a do-over 
I, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like we just keep getting hits after hits. It's like, been nonstop. It's really been nonstop. We just, better be you know. winning a Grammy for this one. Like, right. Hits after So hits. many things. Corona and, you know, what's going on with, with um, you know, George Floyd and the, and the mm-hmm. protesting. And I really yeah. feel like this year. <laughs> it's been crazy. We keep getting hits after hits. We better yes. win a Grammy for this one. Yeah, I really feel like nothing is going to be the same after this year, honestly. I hope not. Yeah. Because then, <laughs> because I'm just saying, because then all the protesting, all the fighting would have been in vain, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. But I mean, how, how are you doing? How have you been coping through all of this? Uh, I've been coping. You know, I have a lot that I do at home. So to keep me busy, you know, so I, I'm always looking for a new business to start. So I started a okay. new business during all of this. There you go. <laughs> See, ladies, that's how you do it. Take, <laughs> take your, you know, frustration into a business. Exactly. Oh. Exactly. Okay. So uh, before we get into it, tell our listeners, please, how long have you been an escort? Oh, goodness. Um, I've been off and on for quite some time. Um, but this most recent, I've always been Jade, but this most recent um, time as Jade has been about three years straight running. Okay. Yeah. So I took off, I took off like five years in between the first time I was doing it and now. So I've been off and on for okay. a long time. <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, and we know you're the freestyling queen of New York. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We'll get into that much. Is the best. I love it. I know, girl. (laughs) I know. Um, (laughs) So, have you? um, Has COVID nineteen affected you? How in any way? If so, how? Yes, definitely um, has affected my freestyling in New York City. With um, oh yeah, because we can't go nowhere. Everything being shut down, it's like pointless to even go into the city anymore. So yeah, I don't even bother. So, yeah, I've been focusing on other things. <laughs> a little upset by hey, that. <laughs> Can't wait for it to be over. I mean, girl, trust me. I was mad, too, because, like, basically COVID-19 just ruined season in Miami for yes. us. Because season here is yes. from, like, November to April. Mm-hmm. And, we, you know, things were getting great. And <laughs> it just, <laughs> it, it ruined everything, damn it. Right. <laughs> but, hey, you know. Sometimes things happen to force us to look at other stuff going on in our lives. So, right. And we, I mean, I feel like a lot of us, you know, yeah. And And I feel like a lot of us have used this time to, you know, do other productive things that we were supposed to be doing anyway. So I feel like, I feel like it worked out. Okay. So (laughs) this is going to be, you know, almost like a rhetorical question, but do you think there's racism in the escort industry? (laughs) Yes. If so, please explain. There's definitely racism on all fronts. There's racism uh, in terms of who can charge what, um, you know, uh, and and there's racism between, you know, with the girls. A lot of people don't associate themselves with women that don't look like them. And, you know, there's cattiness back and forth with that. I've I've seen many threads about this Mm -hmm. on Twitter. So, yeah, for sure. Right, And also, and this one is a bigger topic for me because, honestly, I don't care who picks and chooses who, you know, because that's, I'm not going to associate myself with someone who is not for me you know like if a client says I'm not going to pick you because of your skin color or whatever it is you're not my client I'm not going to see you anyway 
you know, so that's neither here nor there, in my opinion. But the one issue, the one racial issue that I do have a problem with in, in the industry is a lot of escorts not seeing African-American men and thinking that they're violent and, you know, things of that nature. And when I first started um, a long time ago, it was pretty much like ingrained in me. Like a lot of people that were around me kept saying, black men don't pay and 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 just all kind of negative, strange things. And I, I didn't understand because I had never experienced what they were experiencing. And even to this day, some of my, you know, African-American clients are some of my highest paying clients, you know? So nice. I don't, I don't understand where they're coming from. And obviously like everyone has their own experience experiences everyone you know has their own you know things that they go through so I I get that my experience might not be the same as the next person's but at the same time I've had way worse experiences with white men than I have with any I've not had what not one single negative experience with a black client or any client of color so but again that's my experience you know I can't speak for everyone you know and it's unfortunate that some people go through certain things with certain types of people and they feel how they feel based on their experiences with a few people but you you cannot box an entire group of people an entire race of people based on one or two or three negative experiences that you've had because if if you're going to go there we can group all people you know like in terms of you know like white clients i had i had a negative experience with a white client recently if I was going to do that, I wouldn't see any white clients, you know, based on that experience. But I'm not like, I'm not like that. You know, I know that that was just him being a one off right? and everyone is not going to do the same thing, you know? So, yeah, uh, I guess it's just kind of human nature. It goes back to primitive days, you know, when something bad happens that kind of registers in your right. brain and then anything that even closely looks right. like it, you're just going to be like, nope. Right. And somehow <laughs> our brain has not evolved over, you know, hundreds of thousands of years, mm-hmm. which is interesting, but we just, we have to do better because we're human. Exactly. Like if we, it's like if a dog, I mean, I, I always kid, say the dog attacks you as a kid, yeah. you're going to be scared of dogs forever. Even if, you know, mm-hmm. you never get attacked again. And I understand. It's that, true. But... I know many, I know many grown ass women, that are afraid of like little multi poos, like, you know, the little frou frou dogs. I'm like, okay, fine. If you're gonna be afraid of a dog, shouldn't it be like one that's vicious looking, not some little dog that you right. can kick over with your with your feet? Like, but they're like, no, get the dog. I'm like, wow, okay. Right. So and it's definitely pitfalls like, into that negative category, and pitfalls are the exactly most gentle dogs. All are. dogs are friendly. All dogs are. I believe. Your animals or, you know, I believe animals are kind of like us, like they Mm -hmm. grow their persona based on their experiences. So, of course, if a dog has been abused, beaten or whatever by humans, he's not going to be that fond of humans. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, even the same thing with cats, because a lot of people think cats are just bitches and mean, which to an extent (laughs) they are, which another reason I love them. But. Cats are actually very friendly. All the cats mm-hmm. I've had, they've been like dogs. Right. You know, and people people always are like, wow, what, what did you do to this cat? I'm like, no, it's because this cat wasn't a loving home. Mm-hmm. So it goes the same for humans too. Right. But yeah. Um, so you live in New York, right? Yes. Or that's your that's your area. So York what is it like to be a black here in your area? <laughs> um <laughs> 
Honestly, it's been great for me. I'm sure I've been discriminated against, you know, and I haven't been picked based on my skin color. But at the same time, I'm on the lighter side. So I feel like I don't experience too much racism, you know, as compared to someone who might be a little bit darker than me. And that it's unfortunate that I have to say that. But, you know, it's the reality of the situation. Hey, that's America. Although I will say uh, there are some escorts that are lighter than you that have experienced right. racism, like blatant, exactly. you know, the N word. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have I've never racism anything stuff. like that. And you know, fortunately for me, neither know. have I. And I'm darker. So I don't know. I just think it, it just depends. Maybe because New York is a more progressive exactly. state. Yes. I don't, I don't yeah. know. New, New York. But is... I, I've definitely always done well in New yeah. York. So and I, the type of people that they I, seem to be more open minded. They, they definitely are. They are definitely a lot more open minded in, in New York, especially New York City, as opposed to other places. And um, my hometown where I'm from, you know, I don't work in my hometown because it's obviously (laughs) (laughs) but makes sense in my hometown is prevalent you know so I I can't speak on the racism in terms of being uh, you know being a hoe in particular because I I haven't experienced blatant racism I've experienced like subtle racism like you know people say subtle things that you you have to really pay attention to catch on you know to what they're like what you know kind of like um like based on your rates, you know what I mean. Like you can't charge more than a certain uh, because yeah, not. I've I've heard yeah. this many times. Yeah, things like oh, that. La vie. Silly, it's, it's the world. Like it's the world we right. live in. Yeah. Okay, so you said you don't really experience, or you haven't really experienced much racism where you are. Would you say you've experienced other difficulties with being a black escort who brands herself as high end? If so. What difficulties have you faced? And let's talk about rates a little bit. Like, right. like, how do you feel about the rate differences between Black escorts and the non-Black ones? I, I feel like it's easier for, you know, a, a white girl to brand herself as high end, you know, even if she doesn't have mm-hmm. like the materials and the materials, I mean, you know, the jewelry, the Chanel bags and, and the service. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's really what high end is, folks, by the way. It's not just aesthetics, which, yes, that is also part Mm -hmm. of it. It's also the service. That'd be like, you know, going to a restaurant that, you know, classifies itself as five star. You walk in, it's immaculate, it's beautiful, Mm -hmm. everything is great. Mm -hmm. And then you sit down and your server is trash and the food is trash. Exactly, exactly. Like, that's going to take away from your experience. But yeah. I feel like the white girls have a um, an advantage as far as aesthetics mm-hmm. to brand themselves as high end, but time will tell, you know, if, you know, they keep or retain clients. Mm-hmm. Although because they're white, more people are likely to take a chance on mm-hmm. them than others that are right, not white. It's, it's the stereotype that, that, you know, the white girl is going to be the one that's going to do certain things that the client wants and and do it a certain type of way and and the and the black really I mean you know in terms of um <laughs> anal I mean that's one of them <laughs> no but that's actually a thing though that's been a thing and it's not just with hoes that white girls suck great dick and, then, and they love I anal mean, that's why like... <laughs> more power to them if they are but listen I fucking suck amazing dick like come on. <laughs> Oh, you heard it here, folks. I'm the queen. She's the queen of the (laughs) people. No, it's funny. 
funny because um, a few years ago, I actually had, I went to dinner with escort Brea Lynn, who is now retired. Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody knows her. I went to dinner with her. We went to Nobu in Midtown and we were just sitting talking and we were just talking about different things. And she was saying how she had recently raised her rates. I believe she was originally charging like a thousand Mm -hmm. per hour. And then she had raised it to like 1500 or something at that, at that time or 1200, something, something in that arena. And my rates at the time were 600, Mm -hmm. I believe an hour. And she was just, you know, telling me how it's just been great because the quality of her clients had went up. And she was like, you should raise your rates, too. I was like, girl, (laughs) (laughs) you do know our markets are different and I have to do my rates based on, you know, what the market dictates, because that's how that's how it works. That's how economy works. That's how capitalism exactly, works. Exactly. The, mar- the market dictates your rate. I mean, and then even at 600 an hour, that's on the high right. end in yes. general, because there are guys that are still whining about 300, <laughs> 400, saying that that should be where you cap your rates at. So, but it was actually very interesting to see it because you could tell she was naive to that thing and it wasn't even like a racist thing because she was saying it as like word of encouragement yeah. like, and, like and, you know, yeah you should raise you should raise your to rates that, too you know, you know? but I don't do think she yeah way. I don't think she understood it from that point though because like there was even um uh Viola Davis you know her from from how to yes. get with murder she had won an award for something else which I'm so glad she's winning all the awards and she had made a statement about this and she was saying how um something to the effect of you know she's She's happy that now they're creating roles for women that look like her because she's dark skinned. She's Mm -hmm. older, you know, and she was saying how, yeah, her white friends have been very supportive and encouraging. But and they're like on the other side where she's trying to be reaching out, saying, hey, why don't you come over here? And then she's just like, I'm going to need you. (laughs) I'm going to need you to help bring me to that side because there's no way I can just, you know, cross Mm -hmm. over because of how the industry is. And I kind of feel the same way. You know, even though people might, you know, try to discredit it because we're hoes, it's the same right. thing. It is, yes. It's, it's the same thing with, with the with the white escorts and the non-white mm-hmm. ones, but, you know. So you said there is racism in the escort industry. Have you personally experienced it? I know you said you haven't experienced it, like, blatantly obvious, but have you experienced it from clients or other escorts or both um in any subtle way because i know you yeah. said it was subtle well more so from i mean obviously from everyone as a whole because um you know a lot of people you know i'll i'll comment under someone's post on twitter and they're replying mm. back to everyone else except for me you know that type of thing which is fine you well, know that sucks. i mean it's it's fine by me i don't care <laughs> you know and as far as wow. uh, clients you know I've never had a client outwardly call me a racial slur or anything like that, but I do feel as though some clients do fetishize being with a black girl or any woman of color. I did have an experience in San Francisco last year. Um, I went on a dinner date with a guy and when we got back to the room, I realized that he shorted me a hundred dollars. And when I called him out on it, he tried to take the money back and argue with me and things of that nature. And I felt like, Yeah, it was it was a really strange situation. And I feel like he he did that. He showed me that he placed no value in me whatsoever. And it made me think, you know, if I was a white woman, would he have done that to me? You know, I don't feel like he would have done that Um, just based on how everything played. Yeah, this is not the first time. 
you know, I've heard about this. This has actually happened to me as well. However, I always count my money in their face. And mm-hmm. when I called, I called him out on it and, you know, he tried to make it look like it was an honest mistake. And this is not, it's not just one guy, several guys. Yeah. <laughs> so right. apparently I think this is a thing guys do. They intentionally short you hoping that you wouldn't say anything. And then mm-hmm. sometimes they get upset like, oh, because they see you so much. Why would you fret over a hundred dollars? Like it's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember one time I had this uh, regular, he's still my client today, but you know, I've had to curse him out a few times, Right. but this is like a bonafide regular. I've known him for years. We travel a lot. We like, you know, and then mm-hmm. he always tries to give me shit about my transportation to the airport, my oh, Uber. <laughs> and and you know, like from here to Miami airport round trip is like less than $40. Right. So in his mind, he's like, well, it's less than $40. Why would right. you, like, why you, know, do I have to take after everything that. Exactly. that I do for you, I sent you to the spot, take you shopping. We have nice dinners. <laughs> I'm like, bro, it's business. But it's beside You're the basically... point because that's what you need to be a gentleman. Exactly. You be a gentleman it's not even about being a gentleman. This was a decided expense that we talked about in advance. It's business. Like you're basically wanting me to take that $40 out of my rate. Like, I don't think that's fair. I'm like, you're the one with way more money than me. Why are you trying to take money out of my pocket? Like it makes zero sense. So like we, we, I had to like curse him out a few times, you know, and now he just doesn't even argue with me about it anymore. I just, I don't know. (laughs) I just feel like some people get very comfortable and they start to slip up and you know that's how usually good clients go bad yes exactly meanwhile the guy that I met that shorted me you know and that's the first time that's ever happened to me this is the first time we're meeting so that just like oh no, a that's that's a yeah. bad first impression you know I wouldn't I'll never see you again and I blacklisted him you know that's so. that's never great this is another reason why I always encourage ladies to count your money and a lot of people think oh it's just not high end it's to count your money in front of the client. <laughs> I I'm always like, count the money. This particular situation, please. I just ended up waiting to get back to the hotel before I counted it. Oh, and I should have done it. I, I would have gone to the bathroom or something. Right. You know, uh, but yeah, like I there are a lot of girls that. that are like, oh, it's not high <laughs> I end. Usually do that. <laughs> like, nah, especially if it's a new client, I'm counting that money in your face. And mm-hmm. I usually say something to the effect of, I'm just going to quickly count this, you know, before we get started. And they have no problem with it. And I straight up counted in their face. Exactly. Like if if you go, if you go to freaking, exactly. If you go to Barney's and you pay in cash, you think they're not going to count that shit in front of you? Come on now. (laughs) Exactly. Like, come on. And Barney's is super high end. So if the high end people can do it, so the fucking we. we. Right. Right. But yeah, I mean, I really hope that wasn't a a race thing, but you know. It's one of those things where you keep questioning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. it. It's always going to be in the back of in the back of your mind, you know, would this happen if if it was a different type of person or a different type of situation? Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, and that's that he, one of those subtle racism things where it's right. like it could be a number of things, but is it? You know, like you're right. like is it because I'm black or is it because he's a douche? Like he, he just never <laughs> I mean, it could be all of the above. All of the above right? definitely. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you had uh, an experience uh, with a non-Black escort that wasn't so great? Non-Black escorts. I particularly do not have many non-Black escorts as friends. See, there you go. That that already speaks volumes, (laughs) folks. Like, 
ladies like i mean but it's true i i've noticed this on twitter it's like the white girls support mm-hmm. the white girls the black girls are catty and hate <laughs> on each other <laughs> and i, I stay Which out of sad. all that drama i really i'm i'm really and, like yeah a loner, and then honestly. everyone in I'm between i'm really like a loner i have a few right? friends girl there's there's nothing wrong with that sometimes you're probably the best exactly. company you keep like why would you go out of your way to have right shitty friends? exactly and a lot sense, of but... i mean not to say that all the girls are shitty but at the same time i have way too many things that i'm focused on in my life to you know have to spend exactly time conversating with people yeah. and gossiping and things of that nature i don't i don't gossip you know? yeah like no one has right. time for that so. you know Nobody has time for that. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, so the white girls support the white girls, the black girls hate on each other, and the girls in between are pandering to the white girls because they want to be right. seen on, you know, as white because they're always right. black, you know. So it's it's such a divide. And this is in the whole world, really. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody is aspiring, you know, to be white, or at least get all the white privileges, mm-hmm. you know. And then it just becomes this whole cesspool of, ugh, I can't even, I can't even stand it, but yeah. So ladies, I mean, just because your fellow escort is not oh, wait a the second. same I color just, as I just, you. I just remembered an incident that I had with an escort, a white escort. Um, oh, okay. I was, I was, bar, I was freestyling <laughs> in a bar in New York and I was talking to, you know, this guy, he was talking about buying me drinks and everything. So I'm standing there talking to him and, you know, this girl, she comes over and, you know, she starts talking to him too, you know, which is fine, whatever. You know, they apparently had been friends or whatever. They had been talking prior to that. I don't care, you know? So, you know, he's, he's buying me drinks and she's talking to him while he's buying me drinks. And out of nowhere, I'm holding my phone I'm not recording or anything. Like I'm just holding my phone. She thought I was recording her and she just starts going crazy. She starts screaming and hollering at me and she didn't use any racial slurs or anything like that, but she started screaming at me about put your fucking phone down, bitch, you know, all types of just crazy things like that. You're taking my picture. You're recording me and you know, delete that right now. Delete it right. You know, she's cursing and going absolutely ape shit and i'm just looking at her wow. like you're nuts you're a psycho what is wrong with you no <laughs> <laughs> like i'm not wow. even looking in your direction and you're going crazy like that you know it was the strangest thing i've never experienced that before in my life you know so he really had to well, pull her away know. he really had to like shove her away Oh, well, at least, I mean, at least he, you know, had your back at that incident. But this, it just kind of reminds me of when I used to mm-hmm. uh, strip. It's kind of the same way because the girls, they're only a handful of clients in the club. Unless it's a busy night, then nobody fights that night. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, but for the most part, I danced at a white club, mm-hmm. so it wasn't that much fighting. But there was definitely still cattiness. Girls trying to steal other people's clients. I mean, you know, that's just all. That's, the, that the, always Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I think that was probably one of those things, and she's just like you know trying to hold on to. Yeah, she was to trying to get him to book for the night. But it's funny that's how you do it. You start screaming and hollering at the next girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't feel like that's the way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it just you know. Yeah, you just you you paint yourself in a in a in a um bad exactly. picture. But anyways, uh, but yeah, I was I was saying, ladies, just because your fellow escort doesn't look exactly like you doesn't mean you cannot 
promote each other and support each other because I see it on Twitter mm-hmm. all the time. I mean, this has been a, a thread on, on Twitter, like girls only retweet certain girls or like you said, you commented on someone's post and they responded to everybody mm-hmm. but you. Just shit like that. Like, just right. cut it out, folks, because we're, we're not helping ourselves. People, the outside world already right. shits on it us. It makes you look Why bad. Why are we shitting on ourselves? You, you know, because it's just sad. It, just like the police have solidarity, we need to have solidarity amongst ourselves mm-hmm. as well. That's the one reason why it's taken so long for change to come about is because there really is no right. solidarity. Everyone feels like they're in like competition. We're so, we're so divided. feels like they have to undercut yeah. the next person to try to get ahead. Exactly. And, you know, we're all in this together. Whereas the cops you know? all support each other no matter what. Even when they know it's, they're when wrong. They know they they're keep their mouth shut. Wrong. Yes. You know, unless unless they're subpoenaed, you know, to testify, then they might say something. No, even, even then, then I, they, they paint they it in, in, in a favorite. They still have each other. Exactly, back. but so, some some have said something, but they don't even say it. They don't. Like they, they, they put a colorful right. spin on mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's crazy. Now, for me, I wouldn't say that I've been blatantly discriminated against by clients or fellow escorts either. But I would say that I have definitely noticed some difference in support between my podcast, mm-hmm. which was started by two black women, and another podcast that is currently less than a year old, and it is hosted by a white girl mm-hmm. from Canada. Yeah. I'm not going to name her podcast because this isn't about her, but it is about the difference in support via retweets and likes on Twitter. That's where I'm, I'm using as my example. Right. Um, so, yes, there are other sex work podcasts out there, but the Sexy Escort Guide podcast is the first in its class to discuss in real time everything that has to do with our world. And I believe that's why it gained traction so fast and popularity so fast. Mm-hmm. And even this podcast host has openly shouted out the show as being one of the reasons uh, of encouragement that started, you know, that got her to start her own podcast, which, hey, I'm all about girl power and I support all day long. That tweet that she wrote about me <laughs> or about the show saying that, you know, you know, she was giving us a shout out. That tweet got more likes <laughs> than the current pin tweet, which is usually always the latest episode um, on the show's page. Wow. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, she's done similar interviews to mine and has gotten retweets and likes in the hundreds. Whereas I'm lucky to get 30 likes on the post, even though I constantly get messages from ladies saying how grateful they are to have found the show. Mm -hmm. And I'll take it one step further. I tend to get more likes on the same episode post when I have a white guest on who posts that same episode on her page versus when I do it. So basically, we'll, we'll both post the same fucking episode and she'll get way more likes and retweets on her post versus my post. See, you know, it's, and that's it's so that's, weird. That's so, that is very strange. It's very interesting as well because, you know, your your podcast obviously was the first. And when I found it, I binged every episode and I loved every minute of it. You know, it was it's just something different and something refreshing. And and you guys are so you know, everybody that's been on the show, everyone is so open and, you know, and and speaking freely Mm -hmm. about the things that they believe in and the things that they're talking about. And I I just don't understand how it is that, you know, a new show comes along and a different type of dynamic, a different person is hosting. And the the support behind it is just, it's not the same. It's phenomenal, you know, and I'm, I'm kudos to her. Again, this is not about her. Right. But this is about the difference in support. And I appreciate you too for, you know, supporting the show, but I get 
just like you just said, you binge the show. I get emails upon emails like that from ladies saying how the show was needed, right. which I felt like it was because it was. I felt like we needed a platform for us. And sure, it opened up the floodgates for other people to start their podcast, which I'm all for. Mm-hmm. This is no hate. So don't come at me talking about shade. This is just simply about support on social media, right. which, you know, it's so crystal clear, the level of support. And I notice it, I acknowledge it, but I certainly don't let it stop me from producing a podcast that helps people. Mm-hmm. So I just keep it moving. And then let's talk about the hate that I received from my fellow black escorts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, we got we to gotta speak on it. Yeah. You would think that they would be cheering me on because, you know, we're black. Right, right. <laughs> but... It's like they're so upset that I had the audacity to start and run this platform. And honestly, I've noticed that in life in general, whenever I get hate from a black woman, it's always like, who does she think she is? She thinks she's better than me type of attitude. Like, I get that a lot. Even when we're freestyling, even when I used to strip, everything. It's always that. Who the fuck does she think she is? Oh, wow. She thinks she she thinks she's better than me. That was the energy I always got. Wow. And I could I could never understand it. I still don't understand it, but I don't lose sleep about it. Yeah, I get yeah, I, I get just, that kind I of keep... energy as well from from people sometimes, but it's not just only black people, you know. But no, yeah. From from black people is the who the fuck does she <laughs> think she is? Yeah. That's the energy that I get, wow. but I don't lose sleep over it. Whereas the white girls are openly supporting each other because they don't come from a place of lack. Their mentality is like, oh, there's enough to go around. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, because the world has been structured for them to win. Like, even when I used to dance, you know, I mean, I danced at a white club, so there was only a handful of us. But even the, there was no solidarity with the black girls. Like, I ended up making f- more white friends. It's kind of like, and, you know, it's kind of like everyone feels weird. like they're in competition. You know, I don't I mean, we're obviously we're all in competition because there's a finite amount of men in the club. But if we work together, you tend to make more money. That's why you end up working with the floor guys, too, because if you tip them, then they bring you into certain situations. Mm -hmm. It's all about everybody wins type situation. Mm -hmm. We're all helping each other. But it's like, no, somebody has to be at the top and somebody has to be at the bottom. It's so weird. Yeah, it's very weird. Now, obviously, I know that there's cattiness and envy in the white community, too. But from what I've seen, it's far and few in between, whereas black women will come for their fellow black women again and again, even in the civilian world. Mm -hmm. And then there's a gossip website, which I'm sure you've heard about. And I'm not going to name on the show because we're not giving them publicity on this show. (laughs) But they they talk shit about so many black escorts. They talk shit about sugar babies. They talk shit like it's like a gossip site, yeah. but there's a special site. I'm sure. You yeah, I know it. what you're talking and, about. Yeah. OK, if you haven't, I'll tell you after this. Show is on. <laughs> but um, there is a special section for escorts and you, it's basically ran by black women, mm-hmm. you know, and it's facilitated by black women. They will sit there and talk about your wig, your weave. You know it's not a white girl doing that. <laughs> like you already know it's, yeah. a black, it's a black girl doing that. That type they of thing. They were talking about your yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you know yeah. Who's talking about yeah, those it's, types it's, of it's always it's, it's always about the shit that black girls talk about. So they will sit there. They will talk about your wig, your weave. Never mind that the rest of the world is already giving us shit about our exterior and trying to make us feel like we're less than our white counterparts. Mm-hmm. Never mind that. But no, we have to tear each other down. There are female black students getting suspended from school for wearing braids. Mm-hmm. School male athletes being cut from teams for refusing to cut their dreads. And women in corporate America being told that they cannot wear their own fucking natural hair the way it grows out of their right. heads. Like, 
they're being written up and being told to change. Like the world is constantly attacking us. Why in the world do we keep turning on each other? I don't get it. I really I don't, don't. And I they don't say hurt people, hurt people, which I get to an extent, but enough is enough. Like I personally don't tolerate the fuckery and I will quickly put you in your place. That's if you have the balls to actually say something to my face. Cause nobody actually says anything to my face for, for whatever reason. <laughs> it's always behind my back. Like <laughs> for some reason, nobody actually comes to me and tries to talk shit in my face. Oh. So I just ignore everything else because <laughs> You're clearly a fan, you're a stalker, and I certainly don't have time to address haters online. Like, I have way too much going on in my very fulfilling life to be worried about what some broke, really, really broke bitch online is saying. Because th- uh. those are like broke <laughs> energies. It's like, you're right. poor, you're broke, we get it, fine. You know, you got to tear other people down to feel good. Kudos to you. Like, I have bitches that have blocked me and I don't even fucking know who they are. <laughs> Like, I'll be, I mean, that goes I'll around. Like, a lot of people like, are doing like, that. They block right? people you don't even know. You never spoke to them a day in your life, like, and they just feel away about something never. that you posted, and they I, block you. It's so strange. It's so weird. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I'll be, like, going through stuff online, and I'll see somebody. I'll be like, oh, this bitch is great. And I go click on her. Blocked. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always supporting ladies in general, but, you know, black women as well. Like, and I've had many white girls that have like, oh, they're so happy that this show is run by a black mm-hmm. woman or black women when Chantel was still hosting and they actually like it. So I don't I don't get it. I just <laughs> I, I don't get it either. I'm all about uplifting one another. You know, we're all women. We're all doing same. the same thing. You know, we're all we all should be enjoying what we do and tearing each other down no matter who it is that we're talking about, it, it, it doesn't get us anywhere. It takes us 10 steps backwards. We should be moving 10 steps ahead, you know? Exactly. I mean, there's already enough shittiness going on in the world. Like, why do we need to add to our own right. shit? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Right. But anyways, enough about my rant. <laughs> <laughs> I just have to say it. It needed to be said. So, like, ladies do better. Like, there's no need, like, there's enough to go around, I promise right. you. We should be uplifting one another, not tearing each other down. We you know? Yes. Yeah, and I, I was just watching the Epstein um, documentary on Netflix yesterday, and I was just, like, shaking my head, like, wow. You know, <laughs> I don't even because... Wanna, I don't even want to think about watching that. <laughs> that <laughs> but he, his shit was facilitated by other bitches. Right, exactly, like... exactly. It's like... <laughs> I, I, I can I never understand. You're being basically tortured and you bring someone else to take your place, essentially. Well, it's not even that. Like, I don't even blame the young girls because they're they don't dumb and better. naive. Yeah. I'm, talking, I'm talking about his main girlfriend. She was a full-on adult. Uh, right. And yeah. she was the one that started it. Like, if you watched it, I don't know if you watched it yet, but, no. like, she started the whole uh, abuse thing where she got the girl, the first ever girl that came. Mm-hmm. And she was actually massaging the girl naked in front of where Epstein could watch. So she molested the girl first for Epstein. Yeah, I didn't watch watch it, so I just paid attention a little bit to, you know, everything that was going on in real life. Like, like I was watching it, and I was just shaking my head the whole time. It's insane. Just is... But yeah, anyways, (laughs) let's move on to something more. Yes. (laughs) Although this show is probably going to be very depressing because it's all about racism, but let's talk about something else. Right, exactly. Moving on. (laughs) So you said uh, some of your black clients are your 
most high paying ones? Do you have a lot of black clients? I have more white clients than I have black clients, but I do see quite a few black men. Yes. So if you're going to do a ratio, what is your ratio of black clients versus (laughs) everybody else? Like percentage wise, like a 25% of your clientele black? I'd say 10, 15%. Okay, yeah. that sounds about right. Like me, on the other hand, guess guess how many black clients <laughs> I have. <laughs> it's not because I don't see them; they just don't want to see me. Like I can count them on one hand, and I've traveled all over the oh, world. No. <laughs> and half of those I met overseas. Oh wow! Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. I only have three in the United mm-hmm. States. <laughs> <laughs> And the rest, of, the rest overseas, and that's like oh, another come two. On. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and they all tend to be from another country. I mean, I do have mm-hmm. two American ones, so yeah, I'll, I'll give it that. But yeah, it's just they're not checking yeah. for me. So sometimes when they go on Twitter crying about how you know white girls don't see them or they don't open the door, I almost don't feel bad for them because I'm like. There are other people they, you can see. They like a certain type of aesthetic. <laughs> I know I know um one girl, she sees majority black men, you know, and she has, you know, a different type of aesthetic. She has the big boobs, the big butt, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the music the yes. video vixen yes. type situation. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean I, I get it, I guess, but I'm just saying, like, you need to go where you're right. celebrated, right. not just tolerated. Okay, so I was listening to Taylor Jones's podcast. She was on the she was on this podcast a few episodes ago. She has a sugar podcast and they were talking about racism and everything that's going on now. And she was saying that she feels that sometimes black women hold their white sugar daddies on a higher pedestal because of their wealth and what they represent in terms of where they would like to be. In the same token, do you feel like black escorts sometimes put white of clients course. on a pedestal? Of course. Yes, definitely. And reason being is when a white client might do something, you know, like the experience that I had in, in San Francisco, do they put him on blast the same way that they would put a, a, a black client on blast? No, they don't. You know, um, they definitely exactly. they definitely have this um, stereotype that the white client is going to always pay them more and always treat them better and, you know, things of that nature. And that's just, it's not true. It's not true. You know, if you have, if you have a wealthy client, he's wealthy regardless of his skin color, the money's still there. Exactly. Exactly. How can you say one person, you know, is going to do something. Another thing about that is I really feel a way when I see black escorts saying no African-Americans in their ads as well. Now, you know what? I've heard people say this many times, but I have not personally I've seen, it. seen it. I've seen a few people do that. Yeah. Oh. I've seen a few people do that. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But but you know what? You know how sometimes girls like post emails from clients saying, I'm white, I'm fit, yes. and I'm white yes. and clean, and they make fun of it. But this is why they do that. Like, there's no reason why they're stating their race in the email if they, they feel didn't like feel they like, have like to, their they race is like a superior race. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because because of the way mm-hmm. holes operate, mm-hmm. like I feel like in a way we kind of paint ourselves yes, into a definitely. corner. And I know one girl in particular that I was at, that I'm friends with. She's Puerto Rican, and she was doing that. And I asked her, and I said, "Why are you doing that?" And it's because she had a negative experience with a black guy once, and 
in her mind, she thought that she was going to get a better clientele if she put that in her ad, you know, kind of like a a white client's not going to see me if they know I see black men type of thing, you know? And I said to her, really? that's kind of closed my right head, exactly. whatever exactly. racism is not rational <laughs> not at all and I had to tell <laughs> her I'm like that's not gonna matter you know the white client they're not gonna see you anyway you know it doesn't matter if they they know you're seeing black eyes or not and you're putting your you're boxing yourself into a corner by mm-hmm. saying no African-American because of this one experience and you cannot treat all clients the same way if you want to attract a different yeah. kind of clientele, you have to present yourself differently. You just can't. You can't just say exactly. That I don't see black men. Like read more marketing. Mm-hmm. Books, exactly. Boo. And she has, <laughs> learn how to right, market and she yourself. Has, she has the look that a lot of black men like. You know, she doesn't have. Oh, so she could be getting paid. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> and she just. You know, she she felt like she was going to get paid more if she only saw white men. And, and it just wasn't true for her. It wasn't because white men didn't want to see her anyway. Think of all the money she's leaving on the table. Because if she has that video mm-hmm. fixing aesthetic, the black men are going to come in the door worshiping you yes. from day yes. one. Like, don't don't you want an easier, mm-hmm. fun time? Yes, like, and she definitely has she like, definitely what has the, the hell? video fiction look. She's covered in tattoos. You know, she's Puerto Rican. She's oh, adorable. Wow. So she's yes. also alternative. Yes. So now you should have probably posed the question to her. How would she feel if all clients decided, okay, Puerto Ricans are bad because of whatever <laughs> reason. So we're not going to see any Puerto Rican <laughs> girls. How would she feel? You know, I'm just saying, you know, she would not be happy about that. You know, you know, she would probably exactly. have been so, about that and. Sometimes people just need to put themselves in mm-hmm. other people's shoes. Empathy is the word, mm-hmm. the word of the yes. year, folks. Yes. <laughs> a lot of empathy. people don't have that. Anyways. A lot of people don't know what empathy is. No, no, they don't. A lot of people only care about something, you know, when it directly exactly. affects them. That's the only exactly. time they care about it. I was reading this article. I forget if it was a politician or something, but they... No, it was it was a politician, but I'm trying to think if it was Dick Cheney or George, but one of the one of those guys, one of the old white men, <laughs> their their daughter, they found out their daughter was gay, and then all of a sudden they were all for oh, gay rights. It, right before yeah. mm-hmm. they could care mm-hmm. less. Do you know which politician no. I'm talking about? If you know who it is, uh, send me a note so yeah. I can put it in the show notes. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gonna look that up actually. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm trying to figure out who it was. But it was like, you know, a senator or something like that. One of those people. And their daughter was gay. And then all of a sudden, they care about gay rights. You know what I'm saying? Before, they were, you know, indifferent or probably Mm -hmm. didn't care for it. But now, all of a sudden, now that it hits home, they care. But I just feel like you should just look at everyone as humans. Like, are they hurting anyone? No. Like, literally, like, now with this whole movement, all... Black people are asking for our rights. They're not even asking mm-hmm. for revenge. Yes, exactly. Or anything. Just hey, don't kill us. <laughs> but you know, they're acting. They're don't acting kill us. as if we're asking for something that is completely unreasonable and out of the question. Stop killing ridiculous. Men I was actually no um, right. Absolutely not. You're and crazy. unarmed women. No way. We're gonna continue to do that. Like no, they they rather <laughs> traffic like so. I'm I must shoot to kill. No, I mean, and speaking of Viola Davis again, there was actually another episode of How to Get Away with Murder where she, mm-hmm. when she was in prison <laughs> for a short period of time, 
she found out her cellmate and mm-hmm. who became her friend was originally because she was a, a drug uh drug user and a sex worker mm-hmm. but a street sex worker but she found that that the reason why this girl has been in the system so long and keeps going in and out of jail was that when she was a minor and being pimped out mm-hmm. and they busted her and her white colleagues they tried her as an adult right. whereas they um sealed the case of the her white colleagues and then put them in a reform program to get them mm-hmm. you know whatever whereas with her they didn't even give her that chance. They tried her as an adult. And that's why she's been in and out of jail because she can't get a job because right. she has a record. And all because from when she was a minor, I think she was like 15 or something. They right. tried her as an adult. And people don't see the big picture of how certain black people just don't get right. a fair chance. They don't get the same warnings that their white uh, mm-hmm. counterpart would get. They instead get slapped with a heavy heavy sentence because it's like it all has to change this, I mean, I, have this thing in the back of their minds that because of the the person's skin color right the white girl who did the same crime as the black girl she has a, a fair chance at life she can do better with her life she can go to college and yeah. get a career and do all of these great wonderful things because mm-hmm. she has a future Whereas the black person, she has no future. The black woman, mm. she's yeah. They they've exactly, already like sentenced already you sentenced from you before you this, even this, started. This horrible life of poverty and crime, and you're you're a violent person, so you belong in jail, even though you did the same crime that a white person did. That person doesn't belong in jail because they have a future, but you don't because you're black. You see it all the time. It happens day in yeah. and day out. And I'm sure no, it's it still, happening still happening now with prostitution arrests. Now. I'm sure it still happens because I've heard so many stories of of cops, you know, forcing themselves on Mm -hmm. uh, hoes. And I'm sure it happens to the white girls, too. But I know for a fact that the arrests and the sentences are definitely much different for black escorts that are arrested versus the non-black ones. It's it's crazy. And, you know, we're going to... Talk more about this. What are your thoughts on the Black Lives Matter? I feel like it needs to continue. It needs to progress. And we need to be heard. We need to be heard because there are so many people that are still so closed-minded. You know, even the the All Lives Matter people, like, they completely Mm -hmm. missed the entire point. If all lives matter, then why do Black lives still not matter? Do Black lives not matter? all lives matter, why are you not standing with the Black Lives Matter movement? Why are you not standing with us to fight the oppression that we go through every single day? You know, I was listening to some, some, I, it, was a, it was a young girl, she's talking to her parents and she's, you know, they're talking about mm-hmm. racism and the, the parents are in the background and they're saying Black people are lazy and they kill each other and they do this and they do that. Oh, and all Lord. These negative See, stereotypes. it's rhetoric and it's like, like that. That's what they're being yeah, taught. Yeah, rhetoric like that exactly. is what's that's killing what us. That's what they're being taught. Yeah, that's, what they, that's what they know. But that's not what's going on. That's not a fact. White people kill each other, kill themselves too. You know, what's worse? One black person shooting one other black person versus a white person going into a school and killing children going into a church and killing the people who are attending church, going to a movie theater, going to a mall. What's worse? You know what I mean? How is it that a black man who isn't even committing a crime, you know, George Floyd, they thought he was paying with a a, a counterfeit $20 bill. And I've seen that all over the place. You know, I know a black woman 
who's close to me who got the police called on them because she had a $50 bill as if a black woman cannot have a $50 bill. That's just out of the question. She, how did she get that money? That's just so much mm. money. How is she... How was she able to have wow. a they called the police on her because they thought it was counterfeit? George Floyd, they called the police on him. Don't they have a fucking pen? <laughs> I thought all these people have pens. <laughs> so you call the cops because you're not sure if it's fake, right. but it must and be fake. And he had to die. When you could just use right. the fucking pen. George Floyd like, died what? because they thought he had a counterfeit $20 bill and he uh... didn't, you know? Very, whereas, whereas the white kid that goes into an elementary school and kills five-year-olds... You know, like, what, did he kill himself? But, you know, the, the guy that went into the church, they took him to I mean, that's plenty of those. I, I can't, I, yeah, I can't even recall all There's the so mass shootings so that have been, that have been, I know, like, I try to block all the bad, um, you know, news out of my mind because my I only have a certain quota for, for negativity in mm-hmm. my headspace. So I block yeah. all that shit out. You know, I stay informed, but I I limit my intake of the news and social media, especially right now, because everything is just so mm-hmm. horrific and triggering. I just, right. yeah, <laughs> my, my <Yes>. self-care. <laughs> we need it. We need it. Especially now. We definitely need yeah. it. Yes. Self-care, please. Jeez yeah. Louise. Okay. And uh, lastly, do you or anyone you know have experience with police brutality? Yes, yes definitely. Um, <laughs> my hometown, there's a little town outside, a little suburb that I don't know a single black man that has not gotten pulled over by the police for no reason at all. You know, no reason, not, not speeding, uh-huh. you know, no taillights out, not running stop signs or anything like that. They're just driving as normal, but because they're black men, they get pulled over all the time. And Mm, um, mm, a friend mm. of mine, a friend of mine, actually, you know, he was beaten by the police when he got pulled over. He didn't do anything. He didn't do anything wrong. The police. What did they say? He matched the description of no, some guy they were looking no, for. No, nothing like that. Because that's you. That's usually their excuse. It's either that or or a traffic violation, and somehow honestly, they end up with black and blue on their face. Pulled over because I don't recall there being a reason he got pulled over. I'm telling you. Yeah, but that's, that's usually what they, they do. They make it up. They'll say, you you look like somebody that we were looking for right. or, oh, it was a traffic violation. Those are the right. top two. Well, this situation, uh, it, it kind of uh, escalated because they tried to yank him. They really, like, pulled him over and tried to yank him out of the car without even, you know, saying license, registration, anything. You know, there was no introduction. They yanked him out of the car. He pulled back and they ended up beating him. So it escalated to the point where, wow, it didn't matter why they pulled him over, you know? So, yeah. Wow. I mean, I haven't been pulled over too many times, but every time Mm -hmm. it's for speeding. And I think one time I had a taillight out, but I either play dumb or just tell them to give me the ticket and then I give it to my attorney and, Mm -hmm. you know, we get it dismissed. But that's a privilege I have right. from knowing the law. You know, I feel like a lot of people, too, just don't know the law because they see police officer as the authority in life, you know, the judge and jury. So they don't even, like, think of other right. things they could do. And that's why we also need to educate ourselves on the law. Like, because I remember one time I was on the highway and this popo was in front of me. <laughs> And, you know, like everybody else, they, you know, you slow down because, you know, you don't want to get pulled over. And as I've told you, I mostly get pulled Mm -hmm. over for speeding. 
So I'm like, all right, so this cop is bound to get off at some point. So I just slow down and, you know, I'm, I'm not passing mm-hmm. him. That's my goal. Do you know this motherfucker pulled around and then pulled me over? And guess what the reason was? For following oh, too closely. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? I literally asked him that. I was like, sir, really, sir? <laughs> He was like, and then he was trying to like start an argument with me and I'm, I'm just not taking the bait. I'm like, you know no. what? Just give me the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I said. And what I do too, whenever I'm pulled over, I already have my license and mm-hmm. registration. Although now they look it up, they look it up electronically, but I still have it. And I already have my hand out mm-hmm. my window. Or sometimes I'll just have it, and the minute they walk up to my window, I roll it down and give it to them. So they don't even have to do any of that nonsense with me, because I, right. I already know the drill. But I'm like, really following yeah. too closely? He was just, he was really, just filling bitch. his quota. <laughs> that's all that was. Exactly. So that's, and then when he tried to, like, have, like, he started raising his voice and trying to have an argument with me about how I was. I was like, mm-hmm. fine, just give me the ticket. And then you could tell he was pissed off because he didn't get to have that escalated right. conversation with me which I'm right. not about yeah. that life boo. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just not but yeah so yeah ladies and gents know that just take your ticket and you can fight it later half the time or more than half the time you will win if you actually yeah, fight mean, that ticket that's if you get the ticket you know and obviously this it's not the same for everyone everyone goes through it a different situation you know a different way like I when I when I've gotten yeah 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 of course they just give me my ticket and let me go or like the same police the same you know group of police that pulled over my friend and beat him up you know they let me go without a ticket you know Mm -hmm. one time I was actually drunk driving (laughs) they let me go with no ticket and they they let me keep going knowing I was yeah I've warnings too before which which that's always depends on the officer you know what I'm saying yeah some exactly angry and you know they're trying to get somebody that day. But I always, like, for me, I'm just, like, trying to not let anything escalate because I just don't have that energy space for it. Like, right. But, yeah, we just have to to do better as a whole. You can end up dead. Yeah. Exactly. One thing that a lot of people on the Internet don't understand, which is why I've been going so hard with everything that I've been saying and everything that I've been sharing on Twitter. A lot of people don't understand First of all, the point of protesting and the reason why things are going the way that they're going. And a lot of people don't understand the violence and the looting as well. And I'm just going to put it all out there. The protesters are being peaceful in 99.9% of the protests that are going on around the country. I've witnessed it with my own two eyes. The protesters are the ones that are being peaceful. These riots Mm -hmm. that the people are talking about are not actually riots. The police are the ones that are inciting violence on the people. The people are standing and they're kneeling and they're putting their hands up and they're chanting. And the police are the ones that are starting. The police are the ones that are shooting their rubber bullets and their, their pepper spray and their tear gas at the people when the people are just trying to be heard. You know what I mean? And, you know, a lot of people are against, you know, talking about the looting and they're against the looting. But the way I feel about looting is that's part of protesting. You know, if the companies and the the people that are in the communities of the people that are being oppressed and hurt are not feeling it, then how can change come? Because it's the people with the money that are really going to make the change. You know what I mean? Like, 
Like say, exactly. I'm a, yeah, lo- looting is bad and all, but something to hit people where it hurts for them to pay attention. Exactly. exactly. So, and then let's not forget it. that there are a lot of white looters, even though they're trying to make it about you know the, the people protesters. I've seen I've seen a lot of videos where. Yeah, the little white kids are looting, and then they're like, "Oh, maybe she's an employee." <laughs> and then, oh, I the, this um, lady walked out of Cheesecake Factory with a cake. She got that cake from like, uh. <laughs> but yeah. yeah so I've seen it with my own two eyes, the people that are doing the like the um the in my hometown, the the first night that they did the protesting, there were people that started a little bit of violence, like they were throwing water bottles at the police. The people that were doing that were white; they were not even black. And those people came from uh, the suburbs. And that speaks, they came from the that suburbs speaks to the so much to white privilege. They did exactly. not fear. They from, came from the suburbs to the inner they city started. To, to cause drama and to cause, you know, problems instead of fighting for our cause. They were not there to fight for our cause. Not all of them. Some of them were, but not all of mm-hmm. them were there to fight for the cause. They were there to start activity and the violence and the drama and the, you know, the bullshit, you know, so it's all par for the cause. The police are the ones that are inciting the violence and, and everything on the people. And I mean, and then there are other, seen, there are other you know? ways too. if you don't want to be on the front lines, you can donate there are plenty of funds going on right now for the movement. Mm-hmm. You can also choose where to spend your money, you know, because right. there are several companies that support the NRA and other quote unquote hate groups. Don't, Support those (laughs) businesses, you know, like support the ones that are all for, you know, everybody being equal. And it's funny to see all these big companies, literally Black Lives Matter. And I'm just like, wow, I never do this ever because everyone is so, you know, trying to avoid the whole picking sides. But now they realize there is a line that has been drawn in the sand and they need to pick the right side, Mm -hmm. which would be, you know, for for, many companies. Many companies that are coming out and pretending to be in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. And there are companies that are actually in support, you know, and it's you have to be on the right side of history with this, Mm -hmm. you know, because this is this is a, a very important topic. We're making history. We're in a race war. Yes, we are. You know. It feels like we're back in the 60s. <laughs> we're doing this all <laughs> over again. And it's 2020. And it, we, we should be more progressive. And we should be more inclusive. And we should be more understanding. And we should be more caring about our fellow people. And, you know, the, the individuals that, that we work besides that we see every day. You know, people, exactly. people don't care. People don't care about the next person. They don't care about one another. And that's that's the sad truth of... That is very sad. And let's hope all this protest, this work we're all putting in, actually some good to come out of it. They finally four guys that were involved in and it, how George much Floyd's did it take uh, them to do that. I know, but see, but if we didn't protest, that? it took the entire and like, country to be in turmoil. Not just us, even Europe. There, there, there are plenty of people yes, in Europe protesting too countries. in Australia. Yes. So it took the whole coming together for the right thing to be done. So what it means to stand together, this is what that means. Because if we all look out right. for one another, then we wouldn't have people that feel like they can get away with causing harm to one group. Because if all the groups were like, nope, this mm-hmm. is wrong, then right. there will be less violence and there will be less of this brutality from police. 
the reason why exactly. police have been doing this is because a they've been taught to do it that way and b they feel like they'll get away with it because they've been getting away with it for hundreds oh, no, of years they know they'll get away with it they know they'll get away with it you know because so they, if they, they start they seeing now the that the they're day. not gonna get away with they it have exactly. their brotherhood. if they, they start seeing together. that they're not gonna get away with it they will stop and change course so let, let's just hope right all of this something good comes of it salvaged <laughs> exactly the police are the last people that should be out committing crimes, but they commit a high, high percentage of crimes in this country. And that needs to change. That needs to change. It they sure need to does. be held accountable. It can't just be those four police going to jail. You know, it, they have to be held accountable. Everyone, all of them, they have to be held accountable. Mm. And the police force mm-hmm. needs to be reformed all the way around. You know? Definitely. So. I totally agree. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Hardy, hearty, hearty conversation. I feel like needed to be had. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your thoughts with us. Thank you for as, me. as a black person, as a black escort. Thank you so much. I'm sure this will definitely educate some people about what we're dealing with as black people right. in exactly. America and in the world. All right. So right. drop your your social media, your Twitter, so people can follow you and continue to fight the good fight. Or I am on Twitter and <laughs> all of the above. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at date Jade York. Date Jade York. D A T E J A D E Y O R K. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, girl. Enjoy the Thank rest you of so the much day, and hopefully me. you'll come back on soon. Anytime. I'll be on anytime. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. A big thank you to Miss York for coming on the show and sharing her stories with us. We thank you. Sorry if um, some of the sound quality was cutting in and out. Sometimes technology cannot be controlled. Oh, and a side note, I just had a birthday on June 1st, and I just wanted to give a big thank you to my fellow companions that cash-apped me, and of course the gentleman too. But it's so nice to have your fellow escorts show you some love. So I thank you so, so, so very much. We will continue this discussion on the next episode. Bye. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies patreon.com forward slash t-s-e-g-p follow your host vivian on twitter and instagram at exotic vivian please leave the show a five-star rating on itunes until next time keep it sexy and stay receptive